0: Good afternoon, everybody. Doing all right today? That's beautiful. Joey's got me hooked up. Um, I heard it was Pastor Appreciation Day. I don't know about you, but I could not sleep last night. Woo! Now you know what it is. Uh, it is truly a joy to work in ministry here. Thank you, thank you, Joey. It's much more. Uh, and uh, I, I first off want to say I am also honored and privileged to work uh, with such an awesome group of pastors. Uh, so, and I know there are phone calls and late nights and things that happen in, in their world that never, I never even hear about, and so I just want to take a moment and honor them before I jump in uh, to the service today. So, hold on, wait. I forgot, his, forgot their names. Uh, Bill, Bill and Brenda, why don't you guys stand up? That's it, that's it. <laughs> Pastor Greg and Donna, why don't you guys stand up? And then le- since Keith is already gone, let's just give it up for Linnea. Linnea, why don't you stand up? <laughs> there are, they, we just have an awesome team of people. And let us, oh no, I'm not, I'm not going to forget, oh there he is. I was <laughs> I was looking, I was actually looking for his better half. I'm looking, is Becca? There she Way in the back. Becca, Joey, wh- why don't you guys just stand up real quick? And then also, I also want to honor uh, uh, Minister John Harris. Is he here as well? Let's just honor him as well. He has been working with our kids' ministry for many years. We have an awesome team. And um, I don't have much time because it's Pastor Appreciation Day. So I have to, I, I'm going to fly through this. But I wanted to start off and say I'm a little bit upset. because. And I know it's okay, it's fine. You can be upset. You can be mad at me later. But I'm a little bit upset because... Uh, here it is. It's our day. It's my, it's my day. And uh, I know I'm ruining this. I'm tanking right now, Bill. This is my day. And you guys decide in the midst of our day to come up at the altar and try to get a hold of Jesus. That's just kind of selfish. Is it not kind of selfish? And then it wasn't like a quick one, like, okay, we'll praise the Lord, we're praying, we're out. It was like, we're just going to sit here and soak for a minute. We got things to do today, all right? So that's partially Keith's fault, I know. Let's just give it up for Pastor Keith, too. I wouldn't want to be doing ministry with anyone else. But it's funny that on this day, filled with all of these things that we're going to be doing and the fun and the excitement of it, the, uh, you all decided to stop and just get a little bit closer to Jesus. You decided to sit at the feet of Jesus, and it was just such a sweet moment. I was sitting here, right here in the front, and it's almost like no one was praying with me or for me, but I, I met with Jesus today. Did anybody else meet with Jesus today. Well, it's, it's, it's funny how the Holy Spirit works and likes to write out our life and, and even our services and down to the minutia of it because uh, really my message is that there's nothing more important than sitting at the feet of Jesus. That's really it. I, it's a devotional. I don't even want to call it a message because uh, Mrs. King gave me my assignment. I had 10 minutes So we're going to jump into this. If you're able to, stand with me and open your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. This is a very familiar story if you've been in church for any amount of time, but I think uh, there will be some surprises along the way. In Luke chapter 10, if you're there, say, I am there. And we just stand here for the reading of God's word for those that are able because there isn't anything more important than his word. Um, thank, somebody said amen, that's fine. Uh, and I'm excited about where we've been heading in Hebrews, and I don't have, I didn't have enough time to unpack where I want to go, uh, this Sunday, so I'll, I'll be jumping back into that next week. So Luke chapter 10, if you're there, say, I'm there. As, in verse 38, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Someone say Martha. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Please tell her to help me. Anybody ever been stuck doing all the work by yourself? And you wanted Jesus to co-sign. You see him. They're not stacking chairs. You see him, Jesus. Coach, I thought I would have got one amen from the ushers. You know, he didn't want to be too. Okay. Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Say needed or indeed, only one thing, only one thing you need. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. And I like the way the Message Bible puts those last two verses. It says, the master said, Martha, dear Martha, you're fussing far too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. One thing only is essential and Mary has chosen it, it's the main course and won't be taken from her. God, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that they would remove all of those things that are not essential and focus on the one thing that we desperately need, which is your presence. So God, speak to us today. Let today just be filled with your anointing and and your truth, God. We bless you. We thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You all can have a seat. Now, we all know uh, about Mary and Martha, and I think whenever we read this passage initially, we love to divide it up neatly, don't we? We love to kind of bracket it up. Well, okay, one person is very spiritual. One is kind of a little more practical. One is very busy with all of her going about and Martha, Martha, Martha doing her stuff. And one's a little bit lazy. You ever seen a, a real, real spiritual person that's just a little bit lazy? Yeah. Oh, you don't want? Okay. You point them out if you know someone here that's very spiritual but lazy. That just don't be pointing at people. I saw that. That's so. That's so. Not in the right. After the Lord moved in such a way. But what happens is when you come across this person, Martha's running around doing the dishes, making sure the house is clean, doing all the work of the ministry. Let's not forget she is serving Jesus. How, you can't be much more of a servant in ministry than working where Jesus is at. A- a- and you would think that Jesus would say, oh, man, Mary, come on, stop with your little praying and what you're doing right here. You need to go and help with the dishes. But Jesus sort of vouches and cosigns for the lazy one. Jesus. See, this doesn't fly in the church. You ever read a Bible passage and you're like, this doesn't really work in the church. It sounds good, but it doesn't really work in the church. Because if everyone in this room came to this church, and as soon as you walked in here, you just came over and you sat at the altar. Mmm, the presence of the Lord is here. And then after the service, you're still sitting at the altar. I'm still soaking. I'm in the presence. And, 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 you know, if that happened, there would be no chairs getting put up after the service. Over the place. The kids would, who knows what would happen to our kids. They would just be all over the place anywhere because you're over here worshiping the Lord and you're soaking in his presence, but you've been assigned to teach the kids today. There would be no worship leading because obviously that's a little bit too much work. They, Joey would just be lounging over here at the front of the altar, and, and no one would get any counseling, no marital counseling. What about if someone passes away and the hospitality ministry? Well, well, someone go, go get Mrs. King so we can... Set up the, this whole repast and hospitality, and Mrs. King is like, "I can't go back there right now. I'm, I'm, I'm soaking in the present." No one would be greeted when they walk in the church doors. They just walk in and see everyone here at the altar. I, I wouldn't even preach. I, I would just sit. It would just you just walk in and you'd be like, "Okay, just be." Women's ministry, men's ministry, it just, uh, the only ministry that could actually still work is the prayer ministry, because it kind of flows together, right? You can get in and soak, and they're soaking. I don't think Jesus is saying it's just better to sit than to ever do any work in the kingdom. He never says, Martha, you're not doing good. He says, Martha's doing something good. He never says, Martha, you're doing something bad. He never says that Martha isn't doing kingdom work. He just says that Mary happens to have chosen the good part. Mary, he... She's doing one good thing amongst many good things, and, and Martha is doing good work. She is doing a good part. How many people realize all types of ministry is good? If you serve in ministry in any capacity in this house with the kids and, and here and service and ushers and greet, all of those things are good things. Everything that we do here is good, but the difference lies in one word. It's simple. He says, one thing though is needed. Needed. Is there anything you need in life? You need water, right? You need food. You need sleep. You you need help. When you need something, it places demands on other things in your life, doesn't it? When you need sleep, your joyful relationship with your spouse. So, anyway, all right, I'm, I'm med- I just started meddling, it's Pastor Appreciation Day. My daughter is, is uh, we get into the car this morning to come to church and we come a little bit early for the praise dance uh, ministry Oh, where is, where is Fran at while we're talking about this? Is Fran here? Minister Fran? She, she just wrote another book. There she is. Hey, Fran, love you, love you, love you. I, ch- I, would, I would challenge you to buy her book. I mean, it's awesome when we see people doing amazing things. So Fran, we love you. You're, you're, is that two books in one year? Oh my goodness, how do you, do you work? How do you do this? We love you, friend. So, buy her book. That's all I'm gonna say. In any case, so we're getting here early, and Sophia gets in the car and she just got a little attitude. I'm like, mm, mm, mm. you know, I'm like, what's, are you okay? So, I'm just tired. I said, oh, I'm, wow. I'm just tired. Like, you're just, gonna, you're just gonna jump up in the car and just have a mad spirit about you, you know? And I said, um, well, you better fix whatever's going on. You know, you know how you talk to your kids. I mean, don't look at me like, oh, what is he? He's some wow, I'm calling DCFS after service. I was light compared to how you talk to your kids. And I just told her, I said, until you have a job and you have the ability to provide for all of my life like I do for yours, that then you can walk around me in whatever mood you're in But until then, if you're tired, you better be smiling and pretending, because this could go really bad for you. But sometimes you need sleep. And if you need food, some of us become different people when we're hungry. You can't stand, it's just like, it's, oh, you become irritable on the job. You become quick with everything. If you, if, when you need something, it places demands on other things in your life. And Jesus, the Bible declares that Martha's serving is described as worrisome and troubled. So her good work is worrisome and filled with trouble. They both had time to spend at Jesus' feet. They both loved Jesus. Mary and Martha were both followers of Jesus. But when Martha, when she would get distracted, she would let the time spent at the feet of Jesus hearing his word falter. That there's a difference of a person who is just busy doing the work of ministry and a person who does the work of ministry but doesn't forget to sit at his feet. If you're doing ministry and it's filled with worry and trouble, if you're doing good things for the Lord and and it's characterized by worry and concern and trouble, there's one thing missing. You're not sitting at the feet of Jesus. I want to give you four principles, and then I'm, I'm going to close because the text is giving us a few principles. If you're writing this down, and I wanted this for pastoral leadership, but this is really a message for anyone that's working in ministry in any capacity. The first point, if you're taking notes, is this. There is only one thing that you actually need, and I'm talking about ministry now. There is only one thing that you actually have to have you have to you need it or else every single thing else in your ministry life will be wor- filled with worry and filled with anxiety and filled with drama the one thing you need is to sit at the feet of Jesus and hear his words everything else that you do in the church is good but you don't need it when we came up here, when we, when we were worshiping today and we took a few moments and we just said, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me where I'm at. The, did, you, did you sense how your life got repositioned? Do you sense how everything else became small because he was made bigger and he was magnified? The reason you're so stressed is because you haven't made him the main... Okay. The second point. So the first point is you have to sit at the feet of Jesus... The second thing is if you don't have time to sit at the feet of Jesus, then your ministry will always be defined by worry and trouble. The Bible says that Martha was worried and concerned about many things. Many things. If you miss this main point, the concern becomes Many things, not just this thing or that. It becomes many things. And really the flip side of that point is this, that the biggest worry and the biggest trouble you should have, the biggest thing you need to be fighting for every day that you wake up, is to sit at the feet of Jesus. What's the priority? And the master said, Martha, dear Martha, you're fussing far too much and getting yourself worked up over Nothing. Look at someone and say nothing. (laughs) You're getting... This is such a freeing message. You're getting so worked up over nothing. It doesn't even matter. Those things that you're worried about, one thing is essential and Mary has chosen it. He said it's the main course and it will not be taken from her. Third, if you don't make the primary need of your life sitting at the feet of Jesus and this is important, then you will always be critical of those who are not putting in the effort that you are. So quiet. I thought that would be an eruption of amens all over the place, Herb. You will always be critical of the people who are not putting in the same effort if you can't find that quiet place with Jesus. God, you tell them to help me. Lord, where are the words? You become a ministry sort of like Nazi, you know. Who's doing that? Who is helping in the tables? Who is doing I am over here, and I am now taking it. This is how we become. Okay. Lastly i got to turn this around or else my cards are going to get smaller and smaller for, th- for pastor appreciation. <laughs> Lastly, sitting...